Welcome to Just the Two of Us. It is your favorite broadcast host, Mr. Zach. So get comfortable with me and let's talk about it. It is your boy, Mr. Zachary, on his ones and two. Welcome to Just the Two of Us broadcast. I hope y'all are doing good today. I had an amazing Christmas. I hope y'all mind is ready for the new year to come in. I hope y'all got y'all joy, y'all business, whatever y'all got going on. I have a special guest here. Now, if you are in a fraternity or sorority, you already know, you know, when you come to DP, you know, you have kids and your kids have kids. So I'm sitting here with one of my grandsons. I'm sitting here with Nick. Nick, how are you doing today? What's up, Grams? I'm doing well, you know. Doing well, trying to enjoy Christmas, chilling out right now, getting ready for my flight tomorrow. See, I got to come spend some time and show the radio support. Okay, okay, okay. So let's start off. Like, how's your mental health doing? That's very important. Well, you know me, mentally strong. Always got to try to keep things up, think positively. So I give it like an 85 right now. Not yeah, because school coming up in about two weeks, that got to take a hit. Mm-mm-mm. So let's talk about you growing up. Let's get into introducing yourself to the audience. Like, tell us how you grew up, where you grew up, how old are you, and, you know, some of your backgrounds. Well, for the audience who's never met me before, what's up, y'all? My name is Nicholas Brown. I'm a sophomore here, computer science major at Boys University. So a bit about me and my background. I grew up in a small community in Kingston, Jamaica, where the small population wasn't really wealthy or whatnot, but we we was all right. Then I went to primary school. That's what you guys would call probably like kindergarten or something. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I went to an all-boys school where I majored in social sciences as I wanted to become, not social sciences, rather, the sciences, because I wanted to become a constructional engineer at first. After that, I went on to get my associates in in sciences, and then I took a year off from school, and now I'm here at Voorhees University, continuing my education. I'm 21 years old, you know, and we're repping for Phi Beta Sigma. Oh, because drink. <laughs> so there's something you say you came from Jamaica, correct me? Yeah. You came from a small town. So tell us about the small town growing up, like the community there. Well, it was a good one. You know, as they say, it takes it takes a village to grow a child. So it was kind of like that. Everybody knew everybody. My dad was somewhat famous, so the get in trouble was the worst. Because before I even got home, they knew what I did, so. That was the kind of community I grew up in. What you used to do when you don't get in trouble? Like, you boys going to be boys. We do regular boy stuff. What, like, do what? what do you mean? Like what we did, ride our bicycles on the main, go all type of places, go to the river when we're not supposed to, or just doing stuff that boys do. Okay, okay. Then you said you went to an all-boys school. Like, yeah. so, because... I went to, like, you know, the public school. You know, I had the chance to go to a private school, but I went to a public school. So how's that went for you going to all-boys school? Well, it was somewhat public, but it was more on the private side. 
at first it was really mixed feelings because coming from Jamaica, you know how everything is kind of raw and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, so um, it was more for obtaining the education when I was decided, okay, I'm gonna go to this all boys school because to be honest, I had the option between an all boys school or a semi all boys school where the school was split in half, boys on one side and girls on one side. So right. I was like, man. I was go closer to home because I could wake up later. So how did you feel like the culture like changed? Because, you know, where you're from is different from over here. So was yeah. the culture salt different? Did you of course. Enjoy? Of course. When I just settled here to say, okay, this is where I am. Because I got into all the schools in Jamaica to go further my education on the terrestrial level. But I always said... Even though Jamaica is filled with different culture, I was like, I always felt as if it's time for me to extend my range and just go out and experience something different. So when I came here, believe me, it was not what I thought, watching all the movies and stuff. And I had a real culture shock. The food was different. The people was different. Even the way you guys have entertainment was different. So it, it just took some time getting used to. I still haven't adjusted to the food yet, but we're coming along. What do you mean, like, the? you said it was different. Like, can you give us examples of what it was different for you? I, like, the lingua, certain slangs, the way people act, how people just would crash off of certain stuff, and, like, how they just viewed life. It was just different, to be honest. Everything was different. And then the way I came is, like, I didn't just go around Americans. The population I went through was very diverse. So it wasn't just about not understanding and trying to formulate or live alongside just Americans per se. I had to learn how to deal with Mexicans, how to deal with Hispanic, how to deal with people from outside and within the different Caribbean countries. So it was it was a lot because you had to remember that certain formalities or certain things you did with this person could be disrespectful or that. And it was just rough getting off at the first so have you ever um been, you know, how I'll put this, that were race before of your skin color? Like, because, you know, it's back then from a different country to country. It's a lot different. Yeah, um, yeah, not like fully direct, but I've seen how people, how different people look at us and how they talk sometimes or they, they just assume based on certain places you go, like probably you can't afford it or you don't belong. But I don't let that really bother me per se because I try to like not make what people think or society in a whole come in contact with my mental state. So I just try my best to stay clear of negative energy. So I don't think that was much of a problem to me. Okay, okay. What does it mean to be black to you? Well, to be black is one of the best things a person can be. Like, come on, man. If it don't got no seasoning, I don't know. But <laughs> to be black is fun. I. It's like, despite the, the limitations put on you by society just for the skin color, mm -hmm. everything else is great. Like, the way we enjoy ourselves, the way we communicate, the way we just get down. Like, it's not the same for everywhere, but it is, it is a big thing. Being black is, like, one of the best things you can be to me. Okay. So you grew up in a two-parent household, right? Yeah. My dad so and mom was married. Huh? They were married. They was married. All right. So yeah. I grew up in a 
one parent household, like you say, took a village to raise that child. So how did you grow up, you know, having both parents? And do you have any siblings growing up? How did y'all interact with each other? You know? Yeah, I was the I was the youngest of five, including myself. So yeah. I have three sisters and one brother. So being the last born, like as they say, you get cut some slack. I don't think I got cut no slack, to be honest. Uh man, being the last born was kind of rough at some times. I ain't gonna lie, because then certain stuff you got your brother influencing you. Because me and my brother, we ain't really grow up on the good side until we got older, you know? It's just weird. One day you guys get up and be like the best of friends, and you guys were just fighting last week. So a lot of stuff was um was different for growing up for me. And then whereas my parents came in contact or came into play, it was just fun sometimes because, you know, it's, it's a great thing when you have two parents. You see stuff that they do that you live by or you say I don't want to grow up and be like that and then it's just a loophole sometimes because when mom says no you can act like she ain't saying nothing and go ask your dad and then say well dad said yeah or if mom's about to give you a scolding you can be like yo well dad I ain't really do nothing wrong you know and then it's just Mm -hmm. you just had to be caught in the right place to get out of a lot of stuff so that's one of the greatest things of growing up in a two-parent household Okay, okay. I think for me, Grump was kind of like people on on my broadcast uh, who I bring on. If you don't know me, it took a lot for me to grow up. Um, number one, I grew up in two separate houses, and my dad was in out my life. So you know that kind of didn't taught me how to be the typical house to be a man. So I had to navigate through life how to be a man on top of that to be a gay man if you want to put a respect on it because some people like you know you need to have your father there not really you just need a father figure in your life to teach you and show you um like i said i've been in the streets um i did things that i wasn't happy about and i'm good as now so like i appreciate it you know having Two separate households, really differently. Because number one, I was a black sheep in the family. On my dad's side, me and my sister didn't get along at all. Um, me and my oldest brother, on my dad's side, we came back connecting, whatever. Um, so it's 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 a lot different. Um, and FYI, I am the baby on my mom's side, so I got way of every little thing. Until I kind of got caught up. I don't know why. All right. So you said one thing about the food. The food is kind of, you still trying to get, you know, into the American food. Because it's different from where you grew up at. Like, what do you mean by that? Uh, Not to, not to throw no shade, but like the food, no just the way, it's, the way it's prepared sometimes, you know. I, I, for one, I like my stuff spicy and like well cooked and just flavorful sometimes when you be eating like i don't like to taste my food and you can taste okay it just has three types and you can name it or it's not done to your liking or so some of the times even when i go out like the best place to go out is like some chinese restaurants because i go to some for real because like if i go to some caribbean delicacies or some caribbean restaurants the food is just not like home and then you're like this ain't no caribbean food for real 
But like, no matter where you go in the world, to me, like, even if it's not Chinese people cooking Chinese food or Asian food, it just always tastes like it. So those are some of the foods I just always head to. Like even some of the fast food chains, like mm-hmm. say for instance, KFC, I hope it's not no publication. He doesn't get paid for this. But like say for instance, KFC or Burger King or something like that, the way it's, it's, it's prepared, it's supposed to, things like that, you just expect it to have a consistency across no matter where you go. But mm-hmm. the more I travel, it's the more I realize that it's just variating. Because like even when I went to Africa, it's just different the way they cook it and what they serve it with. Or in America, it's just like, or when I go to the other Caribbean countries, everything is just different. And I guess that's just other people putting their own twist on the food. But those are just some of the ways in which I just haven't gotten used to the food as yet. Now, to my audience who are listening, Nick can't really cook. Nick can't really throw down, like, in the kitchen. Like, no, it's fine. It, it, that chicken was good. That chicken was real good. Nice and seasoned. Then he left marinate overnight. Yo, it's the best chicken ever. So what do you like to cook, you know, when when it comes down to food-wise? Or what do you like to eat? I wouldn't say I have, like, a favorite. But if if it's, like, something quick, like, some curry chicken is always, like, a go-to for me. But when I do have the time, I like to indulge in, like, ackee sawfish, some baked chicken or some jerk, some pork. Some I really can cook anything because growing up, my mom, my mom started off her career as a chef. So Ooh. she used to, um, yeah, she used to be out early in the mornings, like 6 a.m., gone to work, cook all this type of food and come back. So after she got done being a chef and she went on to some other stuff, she came home. She was like always in the kitchen preparing food. She never like directly taught me how to cook, but she always had me watch her in the kitchen until one day she was like, okay, this is what I want you to cook. All the ingredients are there. Go ahead. And the first time I cooked, but I don't know. It had all the seasonings, but the texture of the food and the stuff, it was just not what it was using. So it took some trial and error. I ain't going to act like I woke up and was able to prepare the best dishes, but it did take some trial and error, especially because I wasn't taught directly. You were missing the love. That's all you were missing. You were missing the love. That's all. Food is You got to put your soul and love to it because I love the cook. Yeah. So... Let's fast forward, you know, a little bit now. Let's talk about present now. Okay, you go to Voorhees University. What's your classification? I'm a sophomore. I'm going to be a second semester come this January. Exactly. Okay. So, you know, Denmark don't have a lot of stuff to do. No. Like, so how do you keep yourself occupied during the whole semester or that school semester? Well, I like to tell people I'm like a social, antisocial person. So I'd be out in the crowds. I'll be out in the crowds and stuff, but I don't really socialize. So for me, I rather like just stay in my room if I don't got much to do. Because outside of all my personal time, which I barely have, I got to do the SGA plus various other activities on campus, Phi Beta Sigma, and much more. So when I do have that free time, I like to just recharge because, I don't know, growing up in Jamaica, I experienced a lot of things early, to be honest. My parents was the great, best parents. Don't ever, don't ever, like, hear me say I grew up early and think wrong of that. But, um, so I grew up and I experienced a lot of things early. So, like, parties and stuff like that, I just didn't, um, I just don't resonate with them no more, to be honest, in the crowds. 
So for me to enjoy myself, I take trips to Colombia and I just chill out or I'll meet up with some friends or just stay in my room and just read a book or watch some anime, some TV, try to rest up. I don't really like all the drama per se. So one of the things you just said, you said you had to, quote unquote, quote me wrong, you said you have to grow up fast. And why is that? Because right, Jamaica is a fast-paced place, and I wasn't really sheltered in a sense. My parents allowed me to learn certain stuff from an early age to be the best person I could be. So learning how to um, portray myself, learning how to interact with people, and that's why I'm so great at code switching right now or just having like a different dialect in a sense because I remember first coming to Voorhees University and I was speaking, and a lot of people was like, you're not from no Jamaica. And I'm like, what does a Jamaican sound like? We speak English, you know. And I had to explain to them, like, my mom, she she was big on education. My dad, too. Mm-hmm. So a lot of stuff, like the Jamaican dialect, um, when I went to school, in my school, it was almost private. So teachers didn't really allow you to, like, just speak in the Jamaican dialect 24-7. They had you, like, study standard English and all of that. So those things goes along with my coach, which a lot. I learned a bit of Spanish. So when I say grow up a bit fast, those are the things I learned, like how to move and how to like just portray myself. Okay. So one thing also you say code switching, because I have seen you code switch between your parents and talking to us. So... Why does why you do that anyway? Like you know, you have the code switch. Why you can't do it all the time? Oh, because that's simple, bro. If you if if you're from Mexico, right, and you speak Spanish as your dialect, and you're talking to your parents per se, you're not gonna. Even though all of you guys in the household know English, you're not gonna just be like, "Hey, mom, how's your day?" Whatever. You guys are gonna go back to what's comfortable to you. So it's just easy. It's easier. It's more formal. To just be like, not formal, it's just more comfortable to be like, okay, way I said, how was it? Things like that. And then just come back to you guys, which I know you guys won't understand me and be like, hey, Jack, hey, Ricky, what's up? Like, stuff like that. Okay, so, because, okay, so, people don't, if you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Gichi Gala. All right. So, come sometimes, a lot of people don't understand what I'm saying sometimes. And I think for you, was it hard for you to understand what I'm talking about sometimes? No. no. So it picked, you picked it up easy, right? Yeah. From the other people, they can't not pick it up because, like, oh, you from the island? I'm like, no, that's just the accent that I grew up in. We kind of talk fast. We don't say complete sentence. We cut certain words off. And like, so I understand that. So I, I truly understand the switching codes. All right, let's talk about one of the most things that catch my eye about you is you as a human being. Most people say that you are cocky. Um, what? Most people say that you are cocky. But I don't I don't think it's cockiness. I think you got more confidence in you. Like you know what you want in life and you go you go get it and take anything like you do anything to just get it. So, how do you deal with the negativities when people say something about you? Well, in everything you do, you're gonna have naysayers, and 
I grew up in a culture where we call it bad mind or or just people chatting bad about you, you see? So um, in everything I do, I just try my best to, like, just keep positive. I really – it's not that I don't care because with everything that people say about you, it's going to have weight because it's society. And even though people always try to tell you not to let society play a role in your decisions and how you feel, at the end of the day, everybody's a part of society, even your close friends. So – and you just got to – live by you and then live by them at the end of the day. So if at the end of the day, some people see me as cocky, well, maybe I am. So if that means I'm going to set boundaries and I'm going to just try to be the best version of me, I'll take, I'll take being called cocky 24-7. So like I said at the beginning, he's a part of 5 Attorney Incorporated. Then again, we chapter at Voorhees University. CG. Oh. What inspired you to come a Sigma, and especially you know in this you know at this chapter? Well, um, fraternities and stuff. Growing up watching Stomp the Yard and stuff like that, they were always <laughs> yeah, Stomp the Yard. No, the uh, there were always inspiration in my soul to say, okay, I want to be like in a brotherhood like that, where outside of your family you have close people, which I've been living up to see since even there, just to know that you can just approach people because they're a part of your fraternity. Since I've been in the Bahamas, I've met a Sigma here in Freeport. We didn't even have to say too much. I just saw him. We did our little handshake, and that's it. We gone. We know we good at the end of the night. So what inspired me was like traveling and doing some research. A lot of people that I knew or I knew of were Sigmas. Like Kwame and Krum, I always tell people he's one of the first revolutionists in Ghana to lead them out of slavery and stuff like that so he was a big inspiration for me and then you had mr right on campus i tell people every day i really respect mr right because coming in especially dealing with a culture shock he was one of them people that saw me for who i really was and that i was just trying to be the best version of me and just trying to live by everybody on a good condition and he really took me under his arms and he showed me love and i just really appreciated him so at the end of the day Whereas it came to fraternity, knowing what Phi Beta Sigma offered and the certain people that's in Phi Beta Sigma, especially Mr. Wright, I don't think there was ever a choice for me or a next option, to be honest. If it wasn't Sigma, it probably would have been nothing else. Good answer. I like that one. So what do you thought about us as you know you first get to meet us? Who? My my big brothers? Uh you guys, one word to put you guys are just hilarious. Like, you guys get down to business, but at the end of the day, it's love. So, especially, I really appreciate that going through, going through and getting ready to become and crossing over. So, everything was, was smooth. You guys taught us the way. You guys just made us know, okay, when we're doing this and we're studying this information, this is what it means and all of that. So, you guys not only just fed us information, you sh- showed us what it was missing and why it's really a brotherhood. Because at the end of the day, if you're going to just get your letters and be the same individual that you are, it really makes no sense. So getting to know you guys and then the connection that we have even up until this day, like we known each other for years, even though we just met a couple months ago, it was it, I really cherish that because at the end of the day, I try to keep my circle small. So letting people in is like a big thing for me. If you get the keys to come across my gates, you know, it holds a lot of weight, which you guys have seen. So, yeah. So, so it was great. 
you know, Nick, I will tell you, you was the first person out of you and Ted. And this is why I love y'all. I love y'all too, especially y'all too. And it was different between y'all two. I think when you, you came in, like, strong head and, like, I want this. Let's go. Teach me this. Teach me the right way. And I, I love how you carry yourself as a person. And I tell people, I was coming as a Sigma man, like, you, you don't be the same person you coming in. You are a totally different person going out. And, like, you appreciate yourself even more. And, you know, a lot of people to let you in. And, you know, that's a lot. Well, you don't know, like, we don't know you from a can of paint. Like, that's a lot. And I want to appreciate you for letting me in, getting to know you. And, like, I always tell them, like, if you in my circle, you in my circle. Like, I see you as my little brother. Like, I will protect you. From any, I want to say I can't I can't protect you from anything because life goes as life. Yeah, but I will remain loyal to you. Like I ain't gonna let nobody talk shit about you. That's that's me. That's how loyalty works both ways. And so I'm gonna give you a flower. Like I really appreciate you because you have literally taught me a lot of things. Even appreciate the little small things in life. And I appreciate that for you. So, ask Nick. So, what is Nick for Nick? Nick said so he's 21. Number one, are you single? Am I single? Yeah. It's complicated right now. What do you mean complicated? Mm. Uh-uh. What do you mean complicated? It's going through a rough patch right now. We're trying to work it out. So, for now, no, I'm not single. But at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of a bit complicated right now. So, for the record, I'm not single right now. So, you want to give us a little scoop what was complicated? Nah, I believe you know me. Personal stuff is personal <laughs> stuff. But anyways, like, so, he's, well, he said he's not single. So, what advice can you give a person like you in this world? Well, for a person like me, the best advice I could give is to just keep your head down and stick to the game plan and evolve whenever you need to evolve because don't be quick to just run with trends and change your whole persona because at the end of the day, everybody's unique and you're just following trends and trying to be like everybody's going to take away everything that's special about you. And that's something I try my best to be. It's true to myself. Like, I can't be what he, she, or the old lady wants me to be. Definitely. Give and that's what I would give to anybody else. Don't try to be what he, she, or old lady wants you to be. But at the end of the day, don't try to be this egotistic person because everybody can learn from somebody. But always be true to yourself because when you give up too much of yourself, you lose everything. And at the end of the day, losing you is when you actually lose every and anything. You can lose money, you can lose other people out of your life. But if you lose yourself and your health, then what are you? Just a husk walking around. You feel me? So just stay true to yourself. Okay. So what advice can you give me? I don't know what to give to you. Well, you seem like you got it all figured out. Three businesses, making bank. I don't know. Go better than 
But one, one advice, to be honest, and I told you this already, the, the number one advice I'd give to you is just don't, don't care so much what people think because you always be feeling heavy of people's opinions. And I don't think you need an affirmation from other people. You're special just the way you are. So just live life how you see it best. I've been telling you that since the day I met you. Just live life. Whatever happens, happens. Whatever falls in, falls in. But you got to be true to yourself. I'll take that and receive it. So, like I said, I just want to thank you for coming on my broadcast. I really, really, really do appreciate you. Um, Like I said, you are going to do better things than me. And and we both in our 20s. You just lot younger than me. And I think you have big barriers that I've been across your age just now. And I want you to go far in life. And and fuck it. Whatever life starts your way, fuck it and keep it fucking going. Any last comments you want to say to your viewers, to your friends, family, who might be listening, uh, for your first wife, who might be listening, you never know. Never like, know, for real. But um, just for everybody out there, just remember, be true to yourself. Don't try to be what he, she, or the old lady wants you to be. You got to be you. And then again, I just want to say what's up to my brother, to five with a sigma, you know? Blue fight. And then no. big, <laughs> big up all the people at Voorhees University, my brothers and Alton, you know, much love. Get ready to see you guys. Mr. Wright, Mr. Raymond Washington down there. So let's big up everybody. Take care of yourselves. Be safe on the holidays and come back and get ready to just get the bread in 2024. Be the best version of you. Get that bread. Get that money. Start that motherfucking business. <laughs> it's coming on. You are listening to just the two of us. And that is it.